Back to Legit Bat again. Uh, Sunday Night Shit Show. This is the free feed audio and Rockfin. <coughs> sorry. And Rockfin video if you want to see our heads. So I wanted to announce a couple things first before we get started with the show. Uh, we have a new segment called Planet Retard Update every Sunday at 5.30 before our live show. We just did the first one. It's on there. If you subscribe to Rockfin, it's on there. And if you subscribe to Patreon, the audio will be out later. It's just kind of a news wrap-up of all the retarded shit that goes on every every week, every other day. Is that uh, politically correct? No. No. That's why we're on Rockfin. And not. And here's the question. is: Has woke replaced the term politically correct? Because I'm still a little confused. I think so. Okay. Actually, gotcha. we are on YouTube. That's an announcement too, kind of. Uh, I'm going to upload some videos on YouTube that are woke enough for them. <laughs> after after I uploaded the first couple, it was funny. I went through and I'm like, oh shit, we might get removed on our second video. But <laughs> they have yet to email me, so whatever. Uh, I anticipate other... eventually getting banned on every platform, even the cool ones. It's going to oh, happen. Sure. Yeah, even even Rockfin. I'm, I'm waiting for the day that they're like, eh, you're a little too edgy. You say farts. Uh, we're still missing our other co-hosts, so I'll just keep going with our announcements. Uh, Telegram channel. The Telegram channel link is in uh, the show notes on the audio feed. And if you're on Rockfin, you should already be on Telegram. I think most of the people are on Telegram are on Rockfin. But we have that and the Discord. It's all in the link tree on our Instagram. Go check it out. There's people always blowing it up in there. Lastly, before we get started, uh, we don't do ads. And if you've listened to the show, you know that. But we do plug our homies companies every once in a while and one of them is campfire blend coffee uh shannon on instagram aka creative light i got her permission to plug her show we don't get reimbursed or anything she did give us a bunch of coffee which is what spurred this idea but they have all kinds of coffee whiskey rum and another one called hotter than your mama we've tried out all of them they're awesome oh, hello. progress how's it going oh ron just jumped in how's it going i'm, I'm almost done dude and then we'll, we'll get going uh, there, but she provided a special promo code just for legit bat listeners. It's legit bat 15 for 15% off at campfire hyphen blend.myshopify.com. Couldn't have been an easy fucking address, could it, Shannon? Thank you. But yeah, go check them out. Uh, again, not an ad, just a plug, friendly plug for friendly people. Let's get started with the show. Ben's still not here, still have not seen a text from him. So we're just going to get going tonight. Ron, there's Ron. (laughs) So tonight we have uh, Nico from Upstate Unconventional. We have Corey Hughes from Forbidden Knowledge News and Ron Weed. And he's got all kinds of crazy stories uh, to talk about. So I don't know where we're going to go with this, like usual on Sunday nights. So uh, Nico, we'll start with you. Get uh, give us your plugs. What about, you know, give us some info about your show and yourself and that magnificent beard you have. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for letting me on here. This is a really cool uh, my show is called Upstate Unconventional, and we talk about everything unconventional, mostly paranormal, but we go into like alternative health, uh, conspiracy stuff, just about anything. So if you guys have a paranormal story or something you want to share, uh, hit me up. You can find me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. 
Perfect. And Corey, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your website. Well, uh, my name's Corey Hughes. You can find myself at CoreyHughes.org. I do most of my work with uh, Chris, the Forbidden Knowledge News. Um, my shtick is I'm a, a Kennedy researcher, uh, probably the foremost expert on Kennedy in the world. And uh, you can find all my stuff at CoreyHughes.org. So that's my that's my pitch. Perfect. And Ron, uh, introduce yourself and what, what the fuck you're about. Uh, how's the sound? Uh, sorry. I mean, sounds, to ask you office. sounds pretty good. Sorry. Sounds better. Uh, than cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, um, I'm a reptilian gray contactee and uh, I have a dad who's in a naval in, or who was in a naval intelligence. And um, I was approached by a secret society, somebody in a secret society and taught some number thing. <laughs> Well, what a way to fucking start it off. <laughs> Just some guy. Get along so well. I know Corey loves when we talk about reptilians and Bigfoot. And He's been getting into it more. Stuff. It's his favorite, I think. This is where the word like tolerant comes in. <laughs> Open mind, Corey. Yeah, you're all fucking crazy. <laughs> Well, hello to everybody in the chat, the live chat, and to the audio feed. Again, always, you can find us on Rockfin if you want to watch the video of this. But if you're listening on the free feed, uh, you probably don't want to do that. So we're just going to get going here. Ben still isn't here. Weird. I'm going to have to text him during the show. God damn it, Ben. I stuck with his handlers. Stuck with handlers. <laughs> oh, you're going to text him? Okay. Anyway, what do you guys want to talk about? What's on your mind? What's uh, new and jamming with all three of you? Um, well, I, found, I think Omicron is like taking over this week, hasn't it? Or whatever it's Omicron. called. <laughs> oh, Micron. <or> Moronic. <laughs> Moronic. <laughs> um, yeah, the new. Uh, I mean, that Omicron, like Fauci said, because of that, uh, COVID will never end. It's never going to be a thing that we can eradicate. But then he also said that everyone should get the vaccine in the same news article. Same sentence. Hey, you're um, you're getting you're not getting picked up on your mic, just so you know. What? Oh. God damn it! Yeah. Did you push mute? No, I didn't touch anything. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Can you hear me now? It's it's an input because it's coming into there. Yeah, it's coming in. Yeah, but um, I don't think it's coming in through your mic. Joe's. Oh, you know what? We've had this problem before. Let me uh, fix it. I wonder if that's how it was on the entire thing we just did with Ben. Oh, it could be. Who knows? Was it not doing that before, Corey? I don't recall. Okay. It must have switched by itself. Hang on. Let me... Why is this not on here? There we go. Okay. Down try. Is this better? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's so weird. Has it, it so it just did this just happen itself. or did this start in the beginning of Come the show? Come on, man. Something it just happened, but it's okay. good now. We're not going to worry about it. Oh, Ben just joined us. Yay. Now we can I actually officially start. It, so. Ben, you're late. You're late. How dare you? I'm not fucking, trying to I'm listen into our conversation. Not fucking late. I misunderstood the instructions. I thought you were gonna call like you did at the uh, the precursor, but I was uh, I was wrong. I said I sent you the link. Anyway, we haven't really started anyway. I was just doing some news and plugs and stuff beforehand. But uh, since you haven't met them yet, this is Nico from Upstate Unconventional. Corey, you know him obviously, and Ron Weed, and he's a uh, alien reptilian gray 
a contactee. And that was a hell oh, of a shit. way to start it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, nice, nice to meet you guys. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. We've never met before. Shut the fuck up, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had weird conversations together at all. Corey's 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 one of my favorites. He's he's so he's just so over life. I love it. Over it. Black fucking pill. that meteor, man. Where is it? Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm fucking ready to check out. Was that uh, Tom Segura? That's like anybody else. Just like you know, I've seen a lot of life. Wrap this shit up. Like, when are we gonna wrap it up? I think it's gonna be wrapped up soon. There's there's hopefully. something crazy coming. Hope I mean yeah, hopefully. I figure at worst, you know, I got 30 years left. If I live out a natural life, eh, I can, I can deal. You do not have 30 <laughs> years left. <laughs> Corey, well, the way you drive, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sure if you have seven days left. We had the pleasure of driving with Mr. Corey Hughes in Denver. And you were such a city driver. Like you're not a bad driver. You're just a city driver. I used to live in Boston. Now I live in like the fucking podunk, California. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't remember driving in the city, I guess, because drive like you averted a fucking car accident for sure. You're you're actually an amazing driver, but just people drive so fucking fast out there. And you were just yeah, like, man, he used to be a cop. He knows how that shit goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am like a, I'm a pro driver for sure. Yeah, for sure. But at 70 miles an hour all the time, it was like, holy shit. Holy <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing like really doing like 70 in bumper to bumper rush hour traffic running red lights you know and yeah. not dying it's really cool by the way it speaking about really that cool. i'm very grateful thank you <laughs> speaking about the iconic meeting in uh colorado i was really bummed to not be able to meet everybody that was that was able to make it out there just for everybody that does end up listening to us for whatever reason uh i'm i really wish i could have made it out there uh joe made sure to tell me Corey, that you were exactly exactly what we all thought you would be like <laughs> which i i which i i love i like people who are genuine so the idea that you're just as fucked up and over it in person as you are in front of a camera you know did my heart a little bit better Nobody was a surprise at all. Not even Chris, yeah. not Janet. Everyone no. was cool. <laughs> Everyone yeah. was exactly what we expected. And it was funny because Corey, who's in the chat right now, was like, yeah, you guys are exactly how you are on the show. I'm like, I would hope so. We're not playing fucking a part Jesus. Here. We're not actors. Like, fuck. Have we scripted anything ever? Yeah, <laughs> people pick up. Um, Still haven't ruled out undercover military actions. <laughs> what was that, Ron? Oh, people pick up on ingenuine activity, like for sure. You can, yeah. yeah, you can only for sure do the bullshit for so long before people start. Uh, well, the second on. people sniff that out, they discredit you. They stop listening. Anything that comes out of your mouth, they're like, "Nope, fuck you." Mm. So it's all you just got to come in gone. speaking truth. <laughs> yep. We wouldn't have gone it's real. Trip, though, <laughs> if it wasn't, you know, we knew. I felt like we knew these people, so even though we had never met in person we stayed in an Airbnb with two other people we had literally never met in person before, but had multiple conversations with. So it felt pretty normal. And then going over to your house, Corey, and hanging out with Janet, it was super normal. It wasn't a big deal at all. Did that it? other, the other Corey was cool. And so I get to the fucking door and I knock to go pick them up and the door opens and he goes, holy shit, I'm ready to talk about some Jews. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, my reputation precedes me, goddammit. 
Uh, Corey is the mile. shit. He was one of the people who Hell stayed yeah. in our Airbnb, and he was he was so fucking funny. It was on Joe's birthday. All we did was me, Joe, and Corey sat around the fire pit, drained it of propane, and then just sat around smoking cigarettes and drinking. That's and all that I would want to do, birthday. man. That sounds amazing. So fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did it best. from like noon to I don't know midnight. It, that's why it, we started the podcast. Is that kind of a situation right there? Yep. Yeah. Chain smoking conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chain smoking, drinking. But uh, Nico, you have not met my brother, I don't believe. So Ben, Nico, Nico, Ben, uh, he he does kind of a similar show, and you you focus more on like paranormal stuff, right? Like ghosts. Yeah. And, yeah. So what's your favorite story from your show that like the highlight the favorite story from your show that you've come across? Well, it's funny because uh, it's actually Ron's episode. His is one of my most listened to. <laughs> oh, perfect. <Wow. laughs> and that's the way the podcasting game goes, though, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Start off with your story, Ron, whatever rundown you want to do on your uh, your craziness. You, you've talked to me a little bit on the uh, Instagrams about it. So why don't you tell us in real time? <laughs> Um, well, uh, I'm a reptilian gray contactee and I went through the, uh, deal with the devil, like situation that they say, uh, you know, uh, the crossroads thing, you go to the crossroads, you sell your soul to the devil. Uh, I went through that experience randomly. Like I wasn't asking for it. Um, and I ultimately refused. So I'm kind of just going out. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of giving people, kind of like insider information about how that stuff goes down. And I don't know too much about it because I can only speak from a, a victim's perspective. Well, but do you want to um, expound on that? Happened, Cause I'm actually so, interested. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what happened is uh, one night and there's, there's the details too. It goes, it circles back to my birth name and stuff like that. It's crazy. But, uh, oh, shit. so I woke up one night and, like like everything around like imagine everything around me is this is bright neon green light and uh um and when i first uh first wake up and i notice this green light of course it's strange you're gonna see this green light and all that kind of stuff you're thinking you know what's going on uh but um i was just like ah, it's some construction work or something something logical like there's a explanation for it so I'm tired. I'm 12. You know, I was about 12 years old because I'm um, a few days after that is when I had like puberty, basically. Um, first ball hairs popped, I guess you could say. <laughs> but uh, um, so uh, I was like, whatever, I don't care enough. I'm just going to go back to sleep. So I close my eyes and I try to go back to sleep. But then the light starts like pulsing to like wake me up. And uh, this upsets me. You know, now, now I give a shit because I'm like, I'm trying to go to sleep. What the hell? You know, there's, there's too late at night. There's people trying to sleep. And so I get out of bed and, um, tell that, tell the story. I'm on the top bunk bed. My older brother is in the bunk bed below me. And my younger brother is in the bunk, is in a bed across the room by the window. And, uh, so I get out of bed and I look at them and I'm like, Hey guys, wake up. And, uh, they, um, they both look like they're frozen, like like in stasis mode, like you see somebody in like, um, uh, what is that, when they're in the tank and they're just kind of floating there? Like you could tell they're not a corpse, but you could tell they're not, like they're in a coma or essentially in yeah, a weird Like coma. a sensory deprivation tank or? Uh, like in the in the movies when you see like that dude and he's just like floating in the tank, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> growing, yeah when yeah. they're growing another body of a person and they're just in a tank and they're like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
like a clone baby but uh yeah um so now i'm like what's like this is weird but it, in my mind i'm still thinking there's got to be an explanation for all this or whatever so i go to uh reach for the blinds and when i go and touch the blind to see what's going on outside as soon as i touch it i get a jump scare in my mind of a little gray alien and um uh when i say jump scare i mean like um it uh it's like you know those shock videos that these posts you know share around the internet where it's just like ah you know like out of nowhere yeah basically a picture of an alien flashed into your brain super quick yeah but it, i could tell it was it was like live time because i could see the railing and everything like that behind it i could tell it was on my porch because uh, my porch was past the window so i could tell it was on my porch like looking at me through the blind but i could only see it through my mind that's fucking freaky so, yeah so at that point i literally uh stiffened up like a like a goat because i've had i've fainted before and stuff like i just basically just locked up and fell back on my butt and at that because that's like the moment like i was explaining it uh like earlier this today like um it's that feeling of having somebody you really care about die or you break up with a girlfriend you really cared about or something like that it's like that emotion but it comes on like right away and for no and and i don't have any reason for uh feeling that, like i'm not losing anybody you know but i guess uh i was thinking about it, it's probably because i lost my uh my grip on the reality you know like whatever they told us reality was and stuff i knew at that moment i'm like i'm in something else like this is this is something new like um so i get up and uh, they say fight or flight you know like most people is like oh i'd have ran and stuff like that and that thought crossed my mind but i was thinking uh you know there's things around the house and they're gonna grab me if i try to leave so i literally just uh fr froze i was like petrified and i was just like shaking you know like uh um uh tripping and um or not tripping I'm sorry. <laughs> just just they're shaking and I'm, I'm so uh petrified and i started getting a voice in my head and i'm thinking i'm uh talking to myself at first you know like i'm but it, I start to work it out because um, you're real stressed and stuff. Sorry, I'm getting messages. Uh, sorry. But um, so, uh, um, uh, sorry, I got lost. Um, oh, uh, where is that? Um, oh, yeah. You're thing scared talking. on the floor. Like, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I got, I got up. I got up at that point. Like, all, all I could do was I got up off the floor and I just stood in place or whatever, essentially, from where I was. Uh I was in between my brother's bed or my little brother's bed and the bunk beds kind of um, uh, at the foot of them. And so uh, now the uh, I start working out this voice and the, the voice is basically saying like, uh, chill out, you know, relax. Uh, no need to be scared. You're actually like a chosen one. And, and I came up with a new thing today because he called me something with an M. And uh, they said like Hebrew, like the word for angel in Hebrew starts with like an M or something. I think it was something like that. Like, Lush. and because it goes into my uh, my first uh, memory. But I'll say that in a second. But um, so uh, a word, Corey. Did you say that word? Do you know what he's saying? Lush. Mm -hmm. Malosh. Uh, Malosh. And uh, yes, I, well, I can't remember exactly because I was so terrified, but I do know it started with like an M. Because that came up in my Kennedy research. 
Uh, oh, really? Melosh is the Hebrew word for angel. Yeah. And uh, so um, it's like, yeah, uh, you're a chosen one. Don't worry. We're going to uh, give you, uh, we're going to guide you to uh, wealth and power and stuff like that. You're just basically, here goes the door, you know? And as a 12 year old kid, now I was scared, but at that point I'm like, wow, I'm a, I'm the chosen one. I'm so happy. I'm giddy at this point. I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, I'm at first I'm like talking to myself, but obviously I'm like, well, something's got to be happening. Uh, so I start basically going to walk out the door and uh, I'm basically at the foot of the bunk bed and the door's right there and I'm about to walk out. And then they're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And they said, uh, first, you got to make a choice. And when they said that, I'm, I look back because I'm like kind of at the bunk bed and the, uh, my brother's bed, little brother's bed to the right. And the room stretches out like you're on a acid, you know, and it, the room or something you're hallucinating it stretches out and there um, to break it down with uh, telepathic communication. It's words, but then a lot of times it's like visions and understandings. Like if you, uh, like you, even with us, when we communicate, we, we can, we do some form of telepathy because we'll give a certain look or given the situation, you, you don't need to say anything anymore. It's understood what, what you mean. And that's how it was. And I kind of got where they're going with that. And, um, uh, my older brother, he's stage one diabetic or not stage one (laughs) type one diabetic. Oh, sorry. And, uh, so for a moment, I was like, okay, well, you know, he's died. How, how long does he got to live? Really eat something wrong or his blood or whatever. He could die in a week or two. Um, so I was like, uh, they, they jumped on that and they're, you know, Hey, you know, you know, let's think of all the good stuff you could do. And, you know, with the, it's his, his life is a worthy, you know, trade off for, all the good you could bring into the world because who knows how much life's guaranteed he's guaranteed anyways type thing and they're showing me like visions like i, I keep saying this wrong but i got it right uh the stooge had their kind of he's kind of like you know like you're i didn't look over to see if i'm standing something but it's kind of like that you're like watching like visions you know they're showing you stuff and it's like one of those kind of things i'm showing uh people um uh it's like a party or something like that and i'm showing up giving out you know and they kind of like pointed out like i think there was like somebody like talking to me about my brother or something and then i and um i snap out i I don't think it was at that point but some and like short i snap out of the the visions they were showing me and i go no i'm not going through this i don't want to do this and uh um they said why i'm sorry can y'all hear that bird (laughs) no Oh, your no, bird? No. Can the bird talk? Uh, yeah, it's it's a parrot. It's uh, my girlfriend's. I'm actually at her place right now. It's a green cheek conure, and he's oh, real obsessive. Like whispering, all creepy and shit. <laughs> it's like, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. The devil's deal. But so, um, did you have anything else happen before this? Was this like a first time experience, and you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, oh yeah, it was just completely random. But uh. My actual, it, come, it goes into my uh, my uh, first conscious thought when I was born. Like, uh, um, I don't know if y'all want me to explain that before I go on or whatever. Did they, did they show you your first conscious thought or did you just oh, no, no. it organically? Th- th- yeah. This is just, uh, this is the moment I realized I was like a sentient being. 
like uh you know you guys remember that like when you were a kid i i have a memory of when i was like a baby but it's like your first thought like wow i'm a, i'm alive like my first thought was i was crawling on my floor when i was like two and i found mm -hmm. a piece of like old cheese on the floor and i was like <laughs> fuck yeah cheese and i ate it and i was like ew gross and i spit it out and that is a true story wow <laughs> yeah funny. maybe i wasn't too because i was i don't know i think i walked at 18 months it was before that but that's all i remember about it i was like yeah my brother ate dog <laughs> shit when he was a kid not ben wow other brother all right i it. feel a lot he ate a dog turd in the store and my mom was like <laughs> in the uh, store wait why was there a dog turd in the store i don't know it was the 80s who knows what the fuck? okay wow corey what do you think of all this stuff though because i know you're and nico as well like what do you guys think of all this stuff because we have uh differing opinions here and i know Corey's not into the not i wouldn't say not into it he's been looking into the occult stuff a little more lately but what do you think about these kind of stories because i know where you're coming from is very hyper realistic so oh yeah <laughs> well you know um i don't know um i believe that these experiences are happening right it's not a, this isn't a fabrication so something happened right it's just mm -hmm. determining what that was and i don't have any idea one thing I can tell you from my own experiences, I've done it. I'm very experienced with psychedelics. And I can tell you that um, the mind can create a whole lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? But also the mind can tap into stuff that we can't tap into otherwise. You know what I mean? So I don't mm -hmm. rule out anything. Um, the difference. Yeah. Yes. I believe a lot of times, like when you do a lot of acid, you come to realize you can't trust your eyes or your ears or your senses because they're yeah. filters of reality. But I think that we can actually, our minds can tap into the minds of other people. We can experience things on us on a different kind of plane. But to me, it's very scientific. There's nothing like mystical or woo woo about any of this stuff. It's just functions of the universe or science that we can't understand yet. You know what I mean? Once we figure yeah. it out, it's not magic anymore. Mm -hmm. well, no. there's that but then there's also like the my lab or military aspect of it too where we don't know what the fuck our controllers have you know access to this technology they could make it seem in your brain they could project something into your brain or give you some kind of drug or whatever that makes it seem like this is what happened when it's kind of more like what do they call it a screen memory you know where mm -hmm. this is what you remember but what actually happened was something different i'm not saying that in your case ron but i uh, Nico, oh yeah about that kind of stuff what do you think with the military versus uh aliens and how does that all fit in together give it to us all in one nutshell I'm just <laughs> um i've never had an alien experience so it's very new to me but i do believe ron 100 percent because he's told this story on my show he's i've heard him say it three or four different times and his story doesn't change it's always the same uh he's very sincere when he tells it but i i believe him too because i've had a ton of uh, other types of paranormal experiences myself through sleep paralysis, astral projection, and just weird things I can't explain. So <laughs> I do believe that there's something else out there. Was that, that intentional is... astral pro projection? Or no, no, it wasn't. Uh, I used to do a lot of like, not intentionally lucid dreaming, but I've had lucid dreams my whole life. I've had sleep paralysis since I was about 10, 11 years old. And you know, recently I've had some weird kind of out of body dreamlike meditative. I, I can't really explain them because I don't know what category they fit into, but they were odd and they had effects in the physical world as well. 
you know, and we can get into some of those afterwards, but yeah, yeah. I'm into this stuff. So what if no one told, what if, you know, we're told when we go to sleep, I think dreams are more important than we're told, Mm -hmm. I guess. So these experiences that we have, well, whether we're meditating, dreaming, having some sort of crazy experience, it's always in the middle of the night too. these abductions that happen. Yeah, true. No Mm -hmm. one ever told us that when we go to sleep, we just dream and it's silly and it's stories and it's our brain processing things. If, if no one told us that, if they said, hey, you actually go to other realms when you fall asleep. So just be careful what you do. I think we'd all be very different when we woke up in the morning. You know, we oh, yeah. describe our experiences instead of thinking they were just silly things. I'm not saying that it, we really go to different places. I don't know. But everyone just talks about it like it's not a big deal. But we don't know right. what our brains are doing or what we're doing while we're sleeping. And I think I've heard you talk about this on other podcasts, Jen. You've said you've had some weird kind of lucid sleep paralysis type dreams before, right? I did. Actually, when Ron was talking about the green light, I was a little freaked out because when Joe and I first met, I I woke up in his room to a completely green I could tell that I wasn't quite awake, but I wasn't asleep either. And I knew that I needed, I knew that I was in a different place, but in the same place at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It sounds stupid, but yeah, I was, that, yeah. everything, looked, everything looked exactly the same, but there was a green light everywhere. And I, that's what I happened. That's exactly show. what it looked like. Yeah. But I couldn't, I had like sleep paralysis too at the same time. I couldn't get up and move around. I just was like stuck and I tried to wake Joe up, but I, um, I was trying to scream, but it came out as this like really embarrassing, like groan sound. So it was kind mm. of funny because I was just like, <laughs> it just sounded stupid. But I was trying to wake him up so that he could push me and wake my physical body up so I could get out of that. And that is what ended up happening. But it happened two or three times since in the last six years since we've been together. But nothing, was, nothing else happened. Was light nothing extremely else. bright? It It wasn't. It wasn't extremely bright. It was just mm-hmm. green all over the room. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it being super bright. And I was mostly trying to get out of it. I wasn't really. So kind of like That's it didn't have a light source. I couldn't see the light source if there was one. It was kind of just like it was green. It was like if you went into a room that was green, I wouldn't know where the light source was. But I'm mm-hmm. right. I don't know where to look for. That's a, light a common source. theme well, too. I was just about to say that, Joe. Yeah. is not being able to find the light source even in things that are shrouded like lights like for instance the uh, phoenix lights um all the people that looked up at the craft and saw the the glow of the lights said the lights themselves just seem to kind of be enveloped in a particular hue without there being like a bulb like it was ju- it was like it was like a floating orb of light that were these lights and that seems to be a common like joe said a common reoccurrence in in these kind of uh, uh, contacts is that the different hues of light that they see end up just being exactly that. It's like the room is enveloped in a particular hue without there being a light source that actually can be found to cast that light. Um, in uh, in my experience, um, I could tell that the light was coming from the window, though. Yeah, yours sounded different. I don't. Th- I think yours was maybe like there was something outside that was casting that light. So it just yeah. reminded me of it in a way. That's all. And I was going to say too, uh, the co- the type of color, uh, it just hit me. Uh, it looks like the Northern lights, the Aurora Borealis. 
Oh, like that type, that type of green. Yeah, that's that's the type that I've heard from the different stories I've seen is that it's it's not really neon, but it is mm-hmm. that that similar kind of iridescent. Iridescent. OK, that's a better word. Yeah. So one thing that that's reminding me of is I can say for certain that I've had experiences like post psychedelic experiences where I saw people's fucking auras and saw mm-hmm. auras around technology and around different things. And I found that different things had different color auras, but yeah, but when you look at it and you, you can't really see it or focus on it, but it's definitely there. And it is kind of like a neon, but it's like an intangible. Is it kind of like that? Cause um, when I, when I would see auras in, in post, you know, hallucinogenic experiences, they would kind of like drift off an object. You know what I mean? But there were specific colors to specific things. Like technology was always purple and people usually had like green or yellow. You know, it was always kind of uh, specific. It's almost an infrared or something like that. Yeah, it's like like a frequency vibration or like the way the color like vibrates or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you for sure that I have seen them. Have you ever seen anything like that, Nico, in your weird experiences? Have you ever seen auras or, you know, weird colors coming off of shit, not on mushrooms? No, I've actually never done psychedelics before. And I have seen, um, (laughs) I know it's on the bucket list, but um, I have seen people's auras. um, Sounds like you don't need psychedelics at all. Yeah, you might know. What I was going to ask you, Jen, is when you were in that. Sounds like we're going to be friends. Um, you said when you were in that sleep paralysis state that you were trying to wake Joe up, were you ever, ever able to actually wake him up? Because I've been in that situation where I'm going through like what I would call like a sleep paralysis attack or whatever. And I'm trying to wake my wife up next to me. And it's almost like she's in her own little like protective bubble. And no matter what I'm doing, I could be like moving around, making noise or trying to make noise. It's like she can't hear me. It's like we're next to each other, but in like a separate reality, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, you. So in my opinion, you are. And I felt the same exact way. And so, no, I couldn't move at all. Mm-hmm. And I knew I couldn't, but I just had to yell. And I tried to yell through um, like through the wall, if that makes sense. I know that sounds kind of dumb, but I knew that my yelling the loudest that I would yell would be like the quietest noise where I really was. So that's why it came out as I was screaming in my dream state, but it came out as this like super embarrassing, like we had just met and I was just like, eh, like next to him <laughs> laying in bed. Like it was not ideal. She was actually just snoring and she didn't No, know. I wasn't. And <laughs> But I've done it a couple of times to the point where I got better at it, where I could yell as loud as I could, and but it comes out, it comes out very different. It doesn't translate the same across realities, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what, it, what, what's actually happening. I just know when I scream, it comes out as this very low, like moan groan sound, but that slightest noise Joe wakes up to. So he woke up to it and then he would shake me awake both times or that's weird. two I... or three times that it happened. One time I woke up to him going, Hey, 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 like screaming at me. And I was like, Oh, am I doing it again? Sorry. What I don't know that? if I've told it on the show, but I know I've told you, but I had I, the only sleep paralysis slash weird thing I can remember is I was probably eight or nine, maybe 10. And I just remember what I thought was a dream of my bunk bed in the middle of our room. And it looked exactly like our house. But I woke up and I could see like a light down the hallway. And there was just a hand that kept oh. coming up 
like from the foot of the bed and then the side, then over me. And it was like an old hag looking hand. And I had no fucking idea about any of this shit till, you know, 20 years later, but we're more than that. But I just remember seeing this hand coming out and like trying to grab me and I was trying to scream and I couldn't move and I couldn't scream and I wake up and that was a recurring dream like three or four times that exact same dream. Yeah. So then I learned about it 25 years later about how that's like a sleep paralysis type of thing. Tell them about your alligator dream, actually. That's my favorite dream. Oh, and I had to have been five or six. It's weird that I remember this one because we were only in that house till I was about six, but it looked exactly like our house. I came walking down the hallway and instead of my family sitting on the couches, it was a bunch of alligators like making weird noises like garbledy gook it sounded kind of like this don't you think but they were just alligators <laughs> sitting on the couch reptilian screen memory though i just, don't know rah, 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 like yeah. talking all weird and i just remember as five or six year old going what the fuck is this without those words because i didn't know those words but i'm like what what is this and i that fucking dream is stuck in my head for this many years so i don't know what the fuck that was but i talked to Terry Lovelace, I think about that. And he's like, dude, that's something. That's some kind of either screen memory or something. I'm like, ah, fuck. Because alligators would be, if you saw people, I'm not saying reptilians. I have no idea what's out there, people. But if, if there were reptilians, they would definitely cover a child's memories with alligators because why not? Like, they know what alligators are. That's easy. It could be a dream about alligators sitting on your couch instead of people, which is very, like, uncanny valley for you to see is like it's either that or my parents are actually reptilians which i would believe also (laughs) at this point so they don't swear or drink oh oh i was um i guess i forgot i if you all want uh about the reptilian thing (laughs) i guess if y'all wanted me to finish that that occasion that you had that's the same night that's the, the i was uh still uh, I guess I kind of never finished that part of the start story. <laughs> okay, so- oh, continue I, then. Sorry, we, we wrapped it. Go ahead. Well, it just reminded me because you were talking about reptilians. And so I was like, oh, yeah, the reptilian thing. But uh, um, to, I guess I was going to talk about my first uh, conscious uh, thought or whatever. Uh-huh. Because, uh, okay, so um, what it was was uh, I was looking up and I was like in a hole, like a tunnel. And have you all seen the movie Contact? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where there's like you're going through that light tunnel and, and it's phasing by you really fast and stuff like that. I'm kind of in like a light tunnel. I guess it's kind of like, you know, stars or whatever space around you and stuff. And I'm uh, looking up at this lady. She's holding my hand. She says something to the extent of uh, like, I'll see you soon. Like, you know, see you when you get back type thing. Like, it's not like in a way I can't remember exactly, but in a way where it's like uh, this ain't going to take long. Um. So. uh she lets go, or I let go, and I start falling through this tunnel. And the, oh, I'm sorry. But um, all I can remember is that, like, looking up, seeing her, and then falling through the tunnel, and then waking up in, in my body or whatever. But uh, I remember it as I'm falling through the tunnel. I'm, like, you're, I'm trying to hold on to the memories of who that was, where I came from, and just, just memories in general. And I, I remember... Uh, holding on to memories and them being stripped from me like your memories get taken from you and then i'm falling i'm falling incarnate right yeah yeah i was like incarnating or or something i don't know but um that was my first conscious thought and and then i uh opened my eyes and i'm like i'm laying down on the couch i'm looking up and i hop up and i look over 
at my uh, older brother and my cousin were there. And I was like, you're my brother. And I looked at my cousin. I was like, you're my cousin. And they were like, duh, who else? Who else would we be? They're like, no shit, stupid. What the hell? Yeah. And we were, (laughs) I guess we were taking turns jumping over the couch. And they were like, get off the couch. It's it's our turn, you know? So that was, um, that was my trip. Yeah. It was, (laughs) I don't know if I had an outer body experience and might have hurt hurt myself jumping over the couch or something. I just went up to heaven. They're like, nope, not yet. Sent me back down or something. Uh, about four years old, because that was when I was still living in the uh, Philippines. But so. kids, kids of that age are way more susceptible to having memories of past lives, too. So that's really cool that you had that, because that might have been something that we don't know what happens when we die. We don't know if we reincarnate. Who knows? But I have heard so many stories of people who talk about dying, going somewhere else, and then you know, going and picking or children who get to pick their parents or children who get to pick where they go in the world or whatever, getting sent back. So being able to try to hold on to your memories is that's crazy. It's probably something we all try to do, which is all probably yeah. one way. We all have certain things that would nuances or, you know, little pet peeves or whatever that we hold on to maybe subconsciously or consciously if we can. Oh, definitely. But, um, so uh and that goes in you know my birth name has weird gematria to it too but uh so um to finish up i think i was uh oh yeah i was t- i snapped out of my vision when, when, uh, with my brother and so and uh so i uh i told him uh no i'm not going through this and they said uh, why you know why are you doing this and i said because uh it's not what god would want and they started you know ah, who's who's god what's god you know where is god why isn't God here to offer you anything? And then they finish it up with uh, maybe where God, you know, and told me that. And uh, I, I took a leave of faith essentially in that moment because in plain devil's advocate, I can see people being in, in my position, uh, being told this stuff. And with the green reality and everything like that, you're like, wow, there's no God. These are the masters of the universe. You know, they're, they're warping reality these are the these are the true gods and god is just all bullshit and stuff like that and uh they they go with the deal because they feel like uh, what, what else am i going to do these are the they're, you know true masters but in that moment i was like i have to believe in good like i have to believe there's a i have to believe in a benevolent superior power that for some reason would not allow this to happen this way like this is so fucked up and um uh and I, I yelled at them and I go, uh, you're not God. God is uh, good and he's more powerful than you. And uh, that's when they stopped being nice. And they're like, ah, you fucking kid, you know, <laughs> you fucking dumbass. And they started uh, flooding my mind with all the, like, the weird shit I did growing up, you know, like weird shit, you know, you know, your dark secrets type shit. And uh, so I, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck. And, you know, like thinking and um I remember I was like kind of like towards my closet and uh, uh, which would have been at the head of the bed. And uh, I remember I got a vision of a galaxy, like, like what you would think would look like a Milky Way or something like that, like a spinning galaxy. And it was uh, a red orange color and it was spinning one way. And then it kind of slows down, stops, like stops and starts spinning the other way and then turns into a, a dark blue purple color. And uh, when it did that, I got an emotion of a smile, like 
the, I, I was like, this thing is smiling at me, but it doesn't have a face. That's like a DMT. Like, I don't, you can't really, exp- that's the, how I can only explain it. It's a, I, it, it was an emotion, but it felt like a smile. <laughs> like that's only you can explain that though that's how dreams yeah. work like, that's why it's yeah, hard yeah, that's to explain how, yeah. stories like this or dreams to people because the whole thing is internal for you and it's something that mm-hmm. you experienced and you can't project those feelings onto people you can only tell the story of what in some way yeah. and you can't make them feel the same way so that's what makes it hard yeah so you brought up gematria too and i know we've talked a little bit about that on the instagram and i I don't get it myself, and that's, you know, whatever. I don't understand a lot of things, but uh, I've always kind of ragged on it, not condescendingly, just I'm like, I don't get it. It sounds like math to me. They're like, yeah, this plus this number equals this, and three is this. And it's like, yeah, well, all numbers kind of reduce to one through nine at some point if you reduce them down enough. So before we get going on that, because I know you know more about this than I do, Corey and Nico, where do you stand on gematria and numerology and all that shit? Because I, I just want to hear your perspective before we go into that. Well, I think that people are really good at finding patterns wherever the hell they want to find patterns. Thank you. Plain Ooh, I was just about to say that. That's kind of where I was standing on it. So Nico, like who's the, who's the big gematria guy? Zach Hubbard, right? Like you guys ever watch him? No. I fucking oh, like, no. Every, Everything about is about Gematria. Uh, yeah, like everything has every letter has a breakdown of numbers, and the numbers add up. And don't get me wrong, some of these sicko occultist fucks at the top are into the numerology stuff for sure. But just like everything else, it can be taken way too far. Well, yeah, that's that was exactly where I was going to go with it. Is I don't think that the numbers by themselves. I think they're just like guns; they're inanimate objects. But I think that people place certain meanings on those numbers that then uh, inherently become what quote unquote those numbers mean and so then they get used in repetition to mean something but i don't think that the numbers by themselves have meaning no there are weird correlations though uh ron's done actually a breakdown of like legit bat podcast in my name and there's like numbers that match and shit like that so it is weird stuff i just don't understand the significance nico what do you think of this wait hold on the significant i don't understand the significance either but i did I don't know anything about it, but I typed my name into the Gematria app or whatever that we got from someone. And my, so I was my birth name and then I was adopted and then I married Joe and I typed my full name in and it's, it was like 156, 157, 158. It only went up by one every single time. And I was like, Oh, weird. It was like, I was advancing in the world. (laughs) So So did you use something online like the pimp name generator? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, it was, it was, no, no, <laughs> no, it was something we got from like a listener or something that was talking about Gematria. It was a, it's like a generator, Gematria, like generator thing. App, you type yeah. it in. Yeah. It's an app you get. But so, but when I typed my, my name in, it generated a certain number, my birth name. And then the next name that I had when I was adopted was one number higher, just one. And then I typed in my name when I married Joe and it was just one number higher than that. But then I typed in my daughter's name, his son's name. They were all different numbers. It was just weird that my three names that I've had were like one, two, three, just like one point higher each time. Well, and this is just in English too. I mean, this is correlations to numbers in English letters, but before we get going too far into this, Nico, (laughs) what what do you think in general about gematria and numerology? Like what's your, your stance on this stuff? I mean, before I talked to Ron, I thought it was just all, devil worship and stupid but <laughs> some of the stuff he uh 
showed me was very interesting how it all kind of just ties together and it, it's it's fascinating again i haven't dived too deep into it other than what he kind of explained to me when i had him on my show but i know i know people do believe in it and it does have some weird synchronicities with things and not so much on Dramatria, but when I had Ron on my show, we had a ton of se- uh, weird synchronicities. Oh, uh, the eleven eleven. Yeah, I listened to that episode. That was crazy. Yeah, so we recorded. We were supposed to record on November tenth, and we ended up. I couldn't do it. He wasn't feeling good, and we recorded on eleven eleven, and just the right at eleven eleven, like the recording cut out. It was very weird. I, I can't explain why that happened. And then there was another one where at 71 minutes, we were talking about 1111 and we looked at 71 minutes, which is an hour and 11 minutes. It is just 111 popped up. Yeah, (laughs) it was interesting. And then the next guest or the guest I had on before had some weird numbers with uh, 1234. We had a synchronicity with that where I see 1234 every day, twice a day, no matter what. I'll look at the clock. It's 1234. Go to bed before midnight. You'll save yourself. And I noticed that (laughs) stuff too. That the one, two, three, four, the eleven, eleven, the three, thirty-three. I see it almost every day, but I also see two forty-five and five, you know, nineteen. And I see all all the other numbers every day Mm -hmm. too. And I'm just trying to draw lines of like, why is this important? Like, I see eleven, eleven every day, almost every day. Yeah, but your brain, our brains, like Corey was saying earlier, our brains are fascinating and we don't know how they work. And I think that we have a clock inside that can tell you what time 1111 is. And it can teach you after a certain amount of times of looking at the clock and seeing 1111, what time 1111 is going to be. It's like the cats knowing what what time they're going to eat. It's subconscious. (laughs) There's something in our brains that we obviously can't tap into. And you just look at the clock because your brain tells you to, you don't know why. And then it's 1111. And then your conscious brain's like, oh my God, it's 1111. I can't believe it. But really your subconscious brain knew that the whole time. Yeah. Who knows? It could be all of that. I think um, I think all of us can do that Rain Man shit. I mean, we not, might not be able to tap it, but like you give you know seven million four hundred twenty two thousand times sixty. How many Q-tips are on the ground? Right. Like I think there's a part of our brain that knows the answer. It instantly, boom, it just calculates it because of what it knows and has acquired over however many years. But like our consciousness compared to what our brain in its entirety understands is like nothing. We're like we're all fucking retarded compared to our totality of all, what our brain can do. You know. Yeah, yeah, our to, subconscious yeah. brain is so smart, but we're so dumbed down by what we're taught to eat and what we're taught to do and what we're taught to look at. It just teaches our conscious brain to be fucking stupid. So it just kind of squashes down our subconscious brain that's, you know, smart. Yeah, it like you said, not being able to tap into it is probably a big fucking roadblock. But Ron, give us a general breakdown of gematria how it works and what it means to you because we're all ding-dongs here you know um that's the thing with the gematria stuff i don't actually know a lot about it it's just uh years after my experience in high school i was approached by uh somebody who uh, was trying to tell me that i should join a freemason i should be a freemason and uh i guess that would be more of like he's like a demo demo lay I guess like the junior Freemasons and he taught me this number thing and the number thing pretty much is like God's code. It shows you that there's, because um, the thing with numbers is it's not something, it's something that's existed like 
uh, since the essentially the beginning of time, because for instance, a cup um, could be a cup in many different languages, but at the end of the day, it's a cup yeah, or what, what, but it's somebody else is something else, but it is what it is. Like that's numbers. It's just always been there. So um, if we, that's why with phys physicians and stuff like that, they use they, with equations, they can basically explain the physical universe using equations. So uh, all math. Yeah. Um, but uh, is it cool if I just finished the reptilian thing? Cause I, that way I can get it. I, Cause it's kind of, I try to tap oh, in. Yeah. I didn't know you were, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Go for it. I try to tap into it, you know, really give some, but it's kind of like, it gets me edgy and stuff. But, uh, um, so I got the vision with, uh, where I felt like they were smiling at me. So, uh, I, uh, now I'm like, to even though I'm like, okay, you know, maybe God is looking out for me or something. I'm still like trying to keep my sanity. So I'm telling myself, oh, this is just a dream. Uh, all I got to do is go, go to sleep, wake up and, and life will be back to normal. Like I want this to stop. Like, it's like, I'm done with whatever is going on right now. <laughs> I just wanted to end. Uh, so oh, sorry, my phone, phone thing. Um, so uh, I climb back into the bed and I try to go back to sleep. And I get, you know, curl up in a ball, you know, um, and I'm like, I'm not going to open my eyes for anything. I'm just going to, uh, you know, keep them closed and go to sleep and, you know, stop. But after like a few moments, I mean, you know, like 10, 15 seconds, I don't know, you, you get that like creepy feeling where like someone's watching you or something like that. So I like, I want to open my eyes, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to open them. But I just instinctually, I'm like, I got to open my eyes and see what's there. So I turn around and uh look look down at my feet that's when i see the uh reptilian humanoid and it like phases through the door and it like turns like a soldier like does like like real like robotic and it's just staring at me from like the foot of my bed and it's basically like come on kid let's go you know and stuff like that and um people are like oh you didn't try to run away and and get away from it i'm already under the blanket and i'm already at peak fear you know i've already my adrenaline dump essentially is happening. You know, I can't get more scared than I already was. So I'm just kind of like, whatever, if it's going to eat me, it's going to eat me. <laughs> so I was just like, uh, you know, whatever, I don't care. And, and that's basically what I was saying. Like, come on. And, and, Oh, um, it had, it was smirking at me so I could see its teeth and it had, uh, like uh, shark teeth, but like shark teeth, but really compact and tiny. And to say too, it doesn't like, do you not know, uh, Gary Wayne, it sounds familiar, uh, actually. Genesis 6 conspiracy book. He's like a real big, like, biblical scholar dude or something like that, uh, researcher guy. And, um, but he explains, he says reptilians are like demons and they look, uh, they're like fire salamander things. And, and when he said that, I was like, whoa, it looks more like a salamander humanoid than a reptilian humanoid. I just say reptilian because it's a general term. It's something people understand. It doesn't like if you imagine like an like when you say reptilian, most people think like iguana or like a, a gecko lizard or something like that. This thing looked more like a sal like a giant salamander humanoid, except its eyes were more like in the front, you know, instead of on the side. Like it's it the way its head was shaped, it wasn't jaggedy and and stuff like that. It looked more amphibious, like an amphibious thing, like a salamander humanoid thing it's just reptilian is just what what like i feel like if this is something that ancients have seen that's why they say snake because it's kind of more like snake 
um, like reptilian, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it, yeah, it looks more salamander than it does uh, iguana. What did you do? Oh, uh, so I was like, uh, whatever. And I, I was like, I, cl- I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to close my eyes and go back to sleep and I'm not going to ever open them again. <laughs> like, like now I'm just going to keep them closed. And as I was, uh, ad- as I was had my eyes closed that second time, I got a vision in my head of like humans standing around looking at monitors, like in those Apollo movies, like you know, and like something like that. But uh, yeah, it looked, it looked like a bunch of people looking down at monitors, like screens and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, watch, I guess, watching the whole, I don't know. And that made me think uh, maybe this was some sort of a project, project Bluebeam experimentation testing. And with my dad's involvement in uh, naval intelligence and stuff like that, I thought maybe we we're just chosen test subject or something. I to think run this te- experiment by a, technology a biological experiment <laughs> but and um so i just opened my eyes and it was the next morning and i ran in, and uh the thing that's crazy about my dad too is uh you know how uh, you get one flag of uh, veterans um who you know combat veterans they get a flag at their funeral yeah. um instead of the protocol of one flag per deceased veteran they presented two flags and my and the guy that was presenting the flags was a Navy SEAL, but my dad wasn't a Navy SEAL. So, uh, yeah. Why did they give two flags? What was their reason for that? I've I've tried looking it up, and uh, that's when I found out it's actually protocol. It's only supposed to be one flag. And uh, my dad, um, sorry, I'm getting a bunch of messages. Uh, my dad, when we were younger kids, he's like, ah, you'll see it at my funeral. Like he'd say stuff like, I see my funeral. And, and at his moment, there was a big fish moment at his funeral, you know? And, um, he was, uh, you know, he was, uh, I've, uh, I've had, I've had a lot of, like, I actually got to see Black Hawk down in theaters before it was released to the public. Cause he was like, cool with, you know, like the guys or something like that, or one of the guys was involved in it and he helped him out with swimming. But, um, I had a guy, uh, I remembered uh, he was going to CAG selection, like which is like Delta Four stuff. For and uh, he came back and thanked my dad for showing him some swimming technique that he used to pass. Yeah, he was able to pass because he didn't or something like that. But yeah, I've had like guys going trying out for Delta Force coming up. And my dad like, hey, thanks for showing me that swimming technique and stuff like that. So uh, you know him, and then my alien experience. It all kind of ties in and gets real weird and then on top of that there's the stuff that was taught to me by that guy trying to tell me i should be a freemason and that number thing i just forgot about it you know because i'm like whatever i I, it was was something i always kind of remembered you know but it was not something i ever mess around with i didn't really after that i just didn't really give too much thought i bring it up every once in a while as like a little neat trick to show people that's something i know um, but not until, uh, about a few years ago is when I actually was like, what the hell does even this thing mean? Like, why, why do I even know it? So now I start kind of dabbling into it. And when I dabble into it, I unravel it. And it means, uh, it has to do with like magnetism and, uh, all kind, you know, six times six squares and, uh, stuff like that. And I guess I don't name, but, uh, yeah. So that was my rep you know, reptilian thing. And I guess you want me to kind of show, um, if you guys want, I can actually uh, show you what he taught me. And it, it breaks out into 
like uh, actually if you guys want to know more about the like go deeper actually in uh my second uh uh interview with nico actually go a lot more into the details of like magnetism or saying uh i i relate it to uh uh heartbeats like the P pqrst wave uh st um, stuff in the bible uh uh, uh what else uh, oh a compass like and stuff like that so it uh, you know if you if y'all want to know you know the audience wants to know more uh go check out that episode because i, I actually had uh, notes written down so i was able to explain it a little better i guess also, but uh a link to that show too if you if you don't want to go into it now we can put a link to that show so oh um i was gonna uh, if you guys want i can show you what this dude showed me without going further into the details like i can just show y'all exactly how he showed me and uh and then maybe i can ask y'all what he asked me and then you know like but uh yeah, yeah oh i can actually uh i actually have a uh, hold on uh let me flip the zoom oh Oh, right here. Can y'all see that? Is it here? Let me move the light closer. Is that okay? Not really. It looks uh, like now. Oh, oh, can y'all see it? Okay. Um, so that's what he did. He pretty much wrote it down like this. And he said, okay, so those are the digits. Uh, can y'all see okay? Is the light okay? Yeah, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, and then um, he goes, okay, so this is what we use to explain the uh i gotta plug in my phone here in a second physical universe and he goes uh, hold on I have to... and he goes okay so um they say to find the kingdom of god you got to look within so what he did uh you look within uh he goes uh from the outside to the outside numbers nine to zero one to eight like this he added it up and that all adds up to nine And then so he's like, okay, that's that's God, that's the most high. That's the, the the alpha, that's the pinnacle. You can't go further than that. So we have to break it down. So then he does it the other way. I'm gonna plug in my phone. Uh, um, but uh so he goes, okay. So um now we have to subtract because we can't go any higher than the most high. So if you subtract from outside to inside, you get nine, seven, five, three, one. And that's the odd numbers going from high to low. And in odd numbers are considered masculine numbers in the occult circles and stuff. You know, that's whole numbers crap, numerology crap. So this could be considered uh, Adam. Plus, and then god alpha and then okay so now uh, uh eve comes from adam right or atom <laughs> atomic but uh so if we subtract uh adam from god we get zero two four six eight and now we get even numbers going from low to high and then eve Minus, and as you can see here, is the you know how binary code one and zero, female uh, genitalia, male genitalia. <laughs> That's where you get all the sex magic kind of you know. Ah, got it. 
stuff. Okay, and then so if you break that all down, zero, two, four, six, eight, and then if you if you see here, it, it continues on, and then this would be God still, but this would be Him as the Omega. So that's when it says, uh, "I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end." And but okay, and then he says, "So what do you think? What do you think about this?" Like, what does this say? If if numbers are what we use to explain the physical universe, what does I'm this tell? I'm pretty sure us? it shows that we're in a simulation. Corey, what do you think? <laughs> Scientific brain or uh, Nico, weigh in on this because I have no fucking idea. I'm uh, I'm just still observing, but I'm following along so far. Anxious to see what's next, so I'm not I'm not passing any judgment on it. I'm just anxiously observing. Yeah. And, So, uh, how does that apply to like life? Oh, well, um, it says, okay. So if, if numbers is what we use to explain the physical universe, when we look within, like they say, look within to find God. So we basically used what, what explains phys reality. And when you look within this pattern, forms, um, that explains, you know, uh, God, uh, masculine, feminine energy, and then I guess God is the alpha because the zeros could be the uh, womb. That's the womb of creation. And then nine, everything adds up to nine. And uh, that goes into the PQRST thing because, okay, you guys know the PQRST wave where it goes like this. Move your camera oh, over just a little bit. Oh, sorry. So this is PQ. R S T and that's what the heartbeat thing PQRST wave. This is uh gematria, a little gematria trick everyone can show people now. PQRST. So if, if you add up these numbers in the gematria code, this is uh 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. That adds up to 90, the alpha and the omega. So, and I don't know if y'all know how a heart you know, heartbeat is, it's, it's a electrical pulse, you know, and it, and it pumps one side of the heart and then the energy goes to the other, electricity goes to the other side, pumps it, and then it comes back. It's like, um, God, like life is like a heartbeat because you're born, boom. And then, you know, you, you know, you fall a little bit and you learn, and then you, you come up and reach your peak, you come out here, you climb, then you die and you repeat. So it's like, you know, it's life could simply just be a heartbeat in, in, in a way like and it's as above so below type concept. But um, so one thing also, I can say on this for mm -hmm. sure is that when this stuff was original, when, when they came up with this stuff like thousands of years ago, mm -hmm. whether or not this stuff has any you know basis in reality or not doesn't really matter because the these people back then really genuinely believed this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have no doubts that this stuff was worked into some of their occult dealings absolutely, uh, or, or prophecies. So uh, yeah, I definitely think there's a, a reality to it when mm -hmm. you're in, in, in as far as the people who uh, believed in it and came up with this stuff way back when the question is how much bearing does it have on real events in oh. the modern era? And I would say, I don't mm -hmm. really have any idea how much emphasis is put on this kind of stuff amongst the occultists at the top because mm -hmm. i will 100% stipulate the goddamn world is run by these occultists um, but how much they absolutely how much they put into 
the gematria aspect or some of these fundamental occultist aspects. Because often I, what I see is um, they have a political means and a political end for over, you know, whether it's Kennedy or anything in the modern era. Um, but the thing is, oftentimes I see them do acts and then kind of uh, equate them to biblical prophecy or things like that, but as kind of like a cover. So mm-hmm. I don't know how, to what degree they use this stuff as a cover or to what degree they genuinely believe it. But the for, people at the top uh, definitely are into this stuff for sure. Because I tried to figure out why do they call this a PQRST wave? And they said, oh, it's nobody knows. But if you look at this, uh, the medical symbol, right, it's the staff of Osiris. You know, the, the, st- the staff of the pole and then you got the two snakes going through or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, we obviously know that's a cultist. So who... You know, they say I looked it up. Nobody can explain why this is called this. And I'm going to say it probably has to do with this weird number thing I was taught. But uh, it also connects back to um, uh, um, uh, other things. But uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I was going to say, oh, the compass thing. I don't have all the numbers right. That's probably we better go over to Nico's episode to hear that explanation but so okay, what so era we, did the gematria come into things was it like pre-destruction of the temple um, um i it, would say it's it's uh it's the whole as above so below thing it's like it's oh, like like numbers like but can earth. this be traced back to like the ancient pharisees sects I, I or even so before because, that uh, um this actually breaks out into uh i created this symbol um i can't uh it's it, there's this black and white symbol uh, that it makes and uh, that's actually a six times six square and if you draw a, a cross if you have a six times six graph square square graph and then you draw a cross an x from the corners it looks like a pyramid from above and that goes into sun worship right raw because actually a six times six square is called a uh, magic square of the sun because uh it's a 36 square 369 thing and then it's some of the magic square. It all adds up to six, six, six. So it, it's it's sun worship stuff. Real quick, I, I I'm not trying to interrupt. I I gotta get going, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming. I'm gonna head out. You guys can go ahead and keep talking. Uh, <laughs> Nico, Ron, Corey, as always, thank you guys for coming on. I will see you guys next nope, time. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for making. Bye, it. Ben. Sorry, I know Later. you have to work early. It happens. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. going to say, uh, okay, so zero, um, they say zero is supposed to mean nothing, right? Zero has no effect over the physical reality. Um, it's just, it's just there, right? It's just, it means nothing. They just use it as a fill point. But if we do this, and we just replace the zero to the other side, and we do the exact same concept. We get this. 1, 11, 11, 11, 11. 11, 11. Yeah, 1, 11, 11, 11, 11. So 1 plus 44. And what this also shows is like this, is that there is a supreme being. There is a one above all. Because even if we see it up here, where people say, oh, we're a god having a, an experience i'd say yeah that's kind of true like we are we come from god obviously we are not god 
God isn't a throne above us. He is just, an, and we try to humanize God or whatever you want to call it. It's something I don't think in our lifetime we could ever truly understand. You know, it's something you'd have to, you know, when you're in La La Land, when you died, I maybe that's when you kind of learn about God a little more. <laughs> but um, you're lucky. Uh, yeah, if you're lucky, true. Um, so what, also, I don't know if you ever heard of Mark Twain's Mysterious Stranger number 44 where it kind of explains like young Lucifer. If you add this up, this is 44. So where this also comes into is a, a 12 uh, uh, perfect squares and stuff like that. 12 times 12 is 144. And then um, it, it's, you know, 144 is uh, 72 times two and, and all the kinds of, you know, that kind of crap. But uh, so we have 44. This is Lucifer, young, this is, this is God and this is all Lucifer stuff. So that's why when they say 11, 11, make a wish, um, you know, karma, dharma, synchronization thing. Oh, I see 11, 11s. And that you're tapping into the spiritual stuff. That's, I feel like that has something to do with this concept. Well, I, I can, um, I can attest to the fact that whether you are talking about the Freemasons or whether mm. you're talking about, um the talmudic occultic jews or whether you're talking about the deep depths of the catholic church all of them seem to converge in this somewhat satanic demigod worship yeah. that's kind of weirdly undefined um and seems to change because I don't want to, I can't all say they're all Satan worshipers, but they definitely all agree that Lucifer is the God that created the heavens and the earth. That's, mm -hmm. I think, when you get past like the 33rd degree the Freemasons, that's when you start to learn that L Lucifer isn't the bad one. He's the one that created everything. And the God that they talk about is something else. And what so, but that's some shit that, that, but they don't teach you that until you're up there, like for in the yeah. you know, high ranks, which to me is ridiculous. It's like, it's, the, it's akin to Scientology and fucking mm -hmm. telling you Xenu at OTA. I see the same patterns in these organizations, whether it's Freemasonry, Scientology, um, the Catholic church, you know, that's why the Catholic church has that big archive under the fucking ground. I bet you there's all kinds of Satan and demigod worship kind of stuff in there. But yeah, I'm pretty convinced that at the top, um, this this kind of demigod slash satanic practice is just uh, it, it it's 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 real, and it was a shock for me because I've always been into the government conspiracies and the spies and the hard tangible shit, and eventually it leads you to a point where you just are like you can't deny it. The occult aspect is undeniable, and when I hit that moment, Absolutely. it was like fucking. Uh, it was like the wall shook and stuff. It was it was hard to swallow. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the same with uh, Gnosticism. It's the same idea where everything's inverted, and it's another hard to swallow thing because everything is kind of inverted. But when you think about it, and like uh, the Christian, you know, idea that God, the Elohim, whatever, was the original creator, and that Satan's the uh, the great inverter, it would make sense that Satan would make us think that because he's actually inverted everything and he's actually the good guy. You know, it, it gets muddy. It gets very muddy. But uh, the one last thing I was going to say, you know, because this stuff kind of gets woo, woo but uh, um, so that symbol, have I shown you that symbol, that black and white symbol? I don't think so. 
um i'll have to send it to you but it it uh this number stuff i figured out it creates this and that symbol is a six times six it, it's the magic square of the sun it breaks out into the magic square of the sun a six times six graph um so this is where it gets woo -woo. uh that's that's one side of a six-sided of a, a cube right because a cube is six sides right so that's one side of a six times six times six cube which six times six times six cube is uh, made up of 216 pieces. And uh, so uh, that there goes the cube of Saturn stuff, right? Because we know about that. Uh, so uh, where it gets weird is I was taught this number stuff. I had this experience about being able to sell my soul. Uh, my dad with the naval intelligence and all that things with him. Uh, this number, Gematria stuff, when you break down my birth name in Gematria, it comes out to 216, which is a six times six times six cube. And all of the different variations of the Tramatria breakdown of my name comes out to occult numbers. And when you add them all, it comes out to 72, hmm. which is, uh, you know, another occult, you know, the, uh, the apotheosis of uh, Washington and stuff like that. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, okay, that's, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I dabble in stuff. But uh, when you you learn, you find out you learned all this Dramatria stuff. You had to deal with the devil experience, and then you find out your Dramatria name breaks down into six 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 Antichrist stuff. <laughs> that's an, that's an uneasy feeling, you know. But um, I guess the reason why I tell the story is as whacked out there as it is, because um, what you know, I saw y'all. Uh, Talking about the island boy guy selling his soul. I think on Monday Astro Haters or stuff like that. And uh, Travis Scott and all this kind of stuff. I think they're trying to make selling your soul cool. It's, they're, trying to, they're trying to turn it into a fashion trend. So there's all these kids at home. They're dabbling into basic level magic stuff. And they're opening up portals. They don't know what the fuck they're dealing with. And and I think that's what it is. They're basically essentially uh, trying to turn. Selling. So, you know, these kids are wondering, hey, Travis Scott and island boy they all sell their soul fuck i'll sell my soul and get like that you know get money like them you know they're not really thinking of the full level i'm i'm out there to say that uh these entities were obviously trickster gods because uh they told me stuff like oh no one will ever believe you um we're always gonna you know and all this kind of stuff and you know i have people out there contacting me you know and telling me so they're trickster demons and uh they're they're out there pretending like they're the masters of the universe um when really they're not they're just copycats and yeah, you know these people so. have bad parents because we have taught our children not to mess with that shit my daughter is 15 and she's like hey i want to conjure a demon on a ouija board she just said this to me recently wow and like, that's a terrible idea and she's like what it would be cool it was very similar on to what you're saying they're making it look awesome on tiktok and whatever yeah and i was yeah. Mm -hmm. But but to try to explain that it's bad makes you sound like a fucking crazy person. I'm like, oh, don't you know there are trickster spirits out there? And she's like, what the fuck? Like, it makes me sound like a fucking lunatic. And I'm like, hey, I'm not saying I know what's out there. I don't. But what if there is something out there? So you have to you have to plan your story accordingly. So I was like, hey, we don't know what's going on with the Ouija board. We don't know how magic works. We don't know any of those things. What if there is something on the other side and you let it in and it kills you? Doesn't that sound terrifying? Yeah. Not to be the 
yeah. parent that's trying to scare the shit out of your kids, but just to be prepared. I, if you want to do it, do death. it. But I, like, eh. I don't think the demon's going to come over to kill you. It's going to come over to make your living life fucking terrible. And you're yeah. going to. There are things worse than death. And I would not want that on my child. So. Right. And um, from my dabblings with it, uh, I didn't take it as serious as I should have. And I knew I should have been taking it serious, but I didn't. So I could see some kid doing the same. And I remembered uh, my altar. I actually had like a vortex of energy. I guess I had opened up a portal and forgot to close it. And so I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I fucked up. So I could see a bunch of dumb kids out there opening up portals to another realm. And that's how the freaking demons and stuff are going to come over is because all these people are messing with stuff. They probably just shouldn't. I think, and that's the whole thing with the fallen angel thing. I think at the yeah, you know, raise your vibrations, eat healthy, and do all that kind of stuff. But then they just be a human being. I think that's all that's asked from you is just be good to other people and just live life like a like a good decent human being. That's all you really need to do. Yeah, you're gonna See? die alone. You want to die alone with good thoughts, like, hey, I did the right things. Yeah, uh, you, know? Agree, you know, in general, as far as religions go, what they all kind of seem to point to is just don't be a fucking dick. That's it. <laughs> Like, listen to whatever <laughs> you want. Go research whatever you want. Just don't be a cocksucker to people. Like, what a better way to wrap this show up, Ron. Thank you. Nico, do you have any other closing thoughts? You've been very quiet with your beard over there. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. Um, another quick thing with the number stuff is a lot of it kind of breaks down to like a three, six, or nine. And I know that had a lot to, like, Tesla had a lot to do with the mm -hmm. three, six, nine and yep. stuff like that. So that's something I want to look more into. But Numbers kind of confuse me. <laughs> I just, Same. I'd rather, I'd rather stick to paranormal stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's really all I got to say about it. Are, Are we you? wrapping it up now? Or oh yeah, getting the oh, hell okay. out of here. We got we got stuff to do tomorrow. You know. We have, mm -hmm. Yeah, my daughter's getting braces, and uh, kids have to go to school. And I gotta Fantastic. go to work. Corey yeah. doesn't. Boring Corey's adult just gonna be shit. chilling without Chris at his house. <laughs> I have plenty of work to do tomorrow. I got to do a uh, understanding propaganda in the morning, and uh, yeah, so it's my newest show. It's pretty. It's it's pretty good. It's a little dry, you know. I talk about the history of propaganda, and like I go into like Goebbels and like the real, you know, into the weeds. So, hell yeah, people like that stuff. So check that show out. It's uh, understanding propaganda. It's uh, is it everywhere you get podcasts? Podcast podcast platforms. Yeah, that's it. It's audio exclusive. And then, of course, you can get Nico's show, Upstate Unconventional, wherever you get podcasts as well. Hopefully, we'll see him here on Rockfin sometime soon. And, Ron, thank you for joining us. Thank thank all of you for joining us. Thanks to the, yeah. live, the live crew in the chat. We always appreciate you guys showing up to hang out with us. And uh, for the audio feed, thanks for being barnacles and just hanging on for free. I'm just kidding. We love you. All right, you guys. Have a good night. We'll check, we'll, uh, good night. We'll check you out in whatever fucking next. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.